You know, some of you listening now have issues and problems simply because one day your parents were together and then the next day they was like, yeah, we're done. We out. You're listening to Relationship Renegade, where we talk about hard truths and realities about your relationship. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Marcier. Welcome again to yet another installment of this podcast, Relationship Renegades. Thank you for joining us. So as you know, we are talking about unsolicited advice. All right. If you've missed the first few um, episodes, you definitely want to go back and get caught up. They don't necessarily build on each other, but um, you'll get a nice uh, foundation. All right. We're going to continue the whole month of March. And so you got plenty of time to catch up. Also, at the end of March, we'll be launching our monthly webinar called the relationship blueprint so make sure you keep it here um stay with us on our instagram uh relationship renegade podcast and check out my instagram as well dr jameson mercier that's dr period jameson mercier and you'll get all the information there now on to today's episode we are continuing our conversation about unsolicited advice that people get. And today we're talking about unsolicited advice that we give um, divorced people um, or people who are preparing for a divorce, divorcees, divorcees. Um, You know, the statistics are such that most people know someone who's gone through a divorce Um, damn sure y'all know someone who's talked about it or thought about it, might have considered it. Um, and so it's, it's a demographic that we definitely wanted to include, uh, in this conversation because as we've been saying, everyone has something to say, but not everyone really understands the the person whom they're giving the advice to. Okay, so we're going to spend some time and address uh, the advice that we give people going through a divorce. Um, And so at the end of this episode, after listening to this episode, if you've got some things to add, don't hesitate to share. If you yourself experience some of this, hit us up in the uh, DMs, in the comments, in the reviews. And we'd be happy to have you. So let's just jump into this. The information that I am sharing with you today is based on my work with people who've gone through a divorce, are going through a divorce. As you guys know, I'm married. I uh, I mean, we thought we were going to be divorced at one time, but we're not. We're still married, thank God. And so this is directly from people who I've worked with, all right? Not my own personal experience. So one thing that I've heard from divorcees 
and I use them collectively, the term divorcee, is that people say, focus on the big picture. Focus on the big picture. And so the question I have in response to that is, you know, what is the big picture? And so, you know, you may hear about life after divorce um, and, you know, you can you can make it and a whole bunch of other stuff that people say. And what I would say to those people, just try and imagine that while, right, while you're sitting in it, right, looking down the barrel of a divorce. Just try and imagine it. And it, it doesn't necessarily matter how it is you came to that situation. People always think about, you know, people asking for a divorce, the one being divorced, and as if it makes a difference. There are people for whom they are being divorced, right? Not, And they would want nothing more than to stay married. And then there are those who are doing the divorcing and they want nothing more to be married. However, they just can't see it working with the person that they are married to. And then somebody comes along and says to either of these people, focus on the big picture. Well, what the hell is the big picture? What is the big picture when someone is in this kind of situation where they are, you know, essentially seeing their lives uh, crumbling, just falling apart? And you say, focus on the big picture. What else is left after that? What, what, what else does someone have when they're losing their family or someone they want nothing more than to spend an eternity with? There is no bigger picture. There is no bigger picture. As a matter of fact, when we tell people, look at the big picture, the bigger picture, it's the same thing when we tell someone to hurry up and get over it. Right? We just kind of want to brush over that, not acknowledge what's going on for these people. Look at the big picture. And by the way, we've already established that all this kind of advice is very much well intended. But it's not. It's not. It doesn't it doesn't get to that. So look at the big focus on the big picture, something that divorcees will hear. And that's just a load of crap. Number two, people often get the advice to get all you can. You know, girl, he about to leave you. All right, make sure you get everything you can. Get everything you can. All right. And in particular, you know, we're talking about the house, the cars, whatever. And we get it. We get. I mean, I get it. I get it. I do. I do. Um, it being divorced, separating, it is a very. It can be a very traumatic thing. For for many people, it is. Um, and 
particularly for women, statistically, I'm just giving some statistics. It's even harder for women financially, okay? Their income, their financial situation drops by, on average, 50% after a woman goes through a divorce. And this is further compounded by the fact that women, more times than not, it is changing, but women, more times than not, tend to take the kids or have the kids or be granted custody of the kids. And so imagine now you have one, two, three, five kids to look after. You need somewhere to put them. And so I get the logic of get all you can, right? Get the house. Make sure you get the house. Um, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Um, if you've ever owned a house, okay, if you currently own a house, you understand that it isn't just about making your mortgage payment every month. You understand that if you own a house, it is constant, constant maintenance. If you live in a house, there's a lot that gets done in a month. And as soon as you do one thing, there's something else. For a simple, uh, simple example, landscaping, cutting your grass. Okay, maybe you can do it yourself. Fine. All right. But you got to buy a mower and then you have to also buy gas. And something that a lot of people don't think about, you also have to maintain your mode, your, your uh, lawnmower. Okay, and that's the part that people just say, screw it, I'll pay someone to do it. Okay, so someone, you got to do that. Um, are you going to water your lawn? Hello, I don't know. Um, let's just say you have appliances that suddenly decide that they're done. They retire. Can you afford to replace your washer or dryer? Right? And you have some kids. If your fridge goes bad, can you replace it? Okay? Um, that's not the kind of thing that you just want to, you know, slack on. If you spring a leak... Can you afford that? If your roof starts leaking, and, and a leak, I'm thinking, I was talking plumbing, but let's say your roof needs replacing. Can you replace your roof? Can you afford to replace your roof? Right? Um, and then, so aside from the maintenance, some people just own homes in the craziest ways. However, we've come to acquire homes and things we've done to homes some homes are upside down okay you're talking about homes you might have paid double than what it's worth for now is that something that you want does it make financial sense for you to now own something that will cost you money to unload i get it i really do but it may it may just be better to you might be actually come out ahead to walk away with nothing. And again, I know I started talking about women, but men too. Because this, uh, this thing goes both ways. We've established that long before in the podcast. But getting all you can doesn't stop there. 
right? You can own it, but does it own you in return? Okay, ideally, you want to own things that do not own you. And if you're not going to be able to do that, you are just setting yourself up for for um, for just some bigger problems. Okay. Now, another bit of advice. This is the third one. People say, think about the kids. Now, okay, I can already hear you saying, oh, no, Jameson, you mean to tell me I shouldn't think about my kids? No. I'm not telling you don't think about the kids. As a matter of fact, in a lot of divorce proceedings, all too often, uh, the kids are ignored. I mean, if you guys listening now are... um, If you have parents who divorced, separated, and did not talk to you, you know what that feels like. You know, some of you listening now have issues and problems simply because one day your parents were together and then the next day they was like, yeah, we're done. We out. That is traumatic. So, yeah, you definitely want to consider your children and their well-being and not just be, you know, ignoring them and how and not considering how a divorce will impact them. But when I say, you know, the advice people give to think about the kids, what they often mean is that your all of your decisions should solely be about the kids. Not that they are um people to consider and think about, but you should only make decisions for your kids. Now, I love my kids dearly. Trust me. Believe me, I do. But if I made decisions only about like what, like what, about my kids, if I only considered them and not myself, I'd, I would be some a totally different person. And I, I don't think it'd be good for me or anybody else. I know it wouldn't be. Right. Because when you just think about what the kids need, you neglect what you need. And if you if you're not getting something you need, there is no way you're going to be good for those kids. No way whatsoever. OK, it's it's the, the, the simple, stupid example in the uh, when you fly. They tell you to put your mask on first. There's a reason for that. If you're passed out, you can't help anybody else. Okay? If you need to be somewhere in a certain job, in a certain climate, in a certain setup in order to function, then you should do that. You should do that. And I know this is just simple. There are lots of complications, Uh, when it comes to divorcing. But if you're not good, the kids are not going to be good. And if you you, you can just try it, you know, ask around. Too many people have have stepped into this whole arena, just focusing on making sure the kids are okay and not that they themselves will be all right. And at the end of it, they are more than miserable. They have a hard time maintaining and functioning. So, yeah, you don't want to ignore the needs of your children. But by all means, they should not be driving 
um, your decision-making process. Hi, we are the Messier Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Another piece of unsolicited advice or or more more like something you hear, maybe not advice, but it's connected. People will say, um, you can do better. Or I knew you can do better. Uh, I know you can do better. Uh, and and I, I wonder if people, when they say that, if they are... If they've said it in their head first or if they if that's the first time they're saying it. But when you tell someone they can do better, you're essentially that's a, that's a backhanded compliment, y'all. That's and you assume often incorrectly that they want to do better. Which I prefer different. You can do differently, fine, but better. You don't know. You don't know. No idea what these people have been going through. No idea who initiated the divorce, but we just, you know, feel inclined to share and we just start saying stuff. Oh, you can do better. I know you can. Well, no, but that was my wife. That's who I chose. That's who I wanted. That was my husband. I don't want I don't want to do any any better or different. And for you to put that out there, what you're doing now is just showing how you felt about that person's um, spouse. And maybe you didn't feel like that, but that's what you're saying in an, in an attempt to be um, comforting and a supportive friend or family member, you are essentially doing more damage. Right? So don't go around telling people they can do better or I always knew he was no good or I knew she was no good. Like, don't say stuff like that. Right? Just, just shut up. Honestly. Right? That, there's no place for any kind of advice um, remotely remotely close to that so that's that um next one and this one kind of makes me chuckle um people will say uh take it to jesus yes take it to jesus take it to the lord and he will fix it um and and well i just come on say it right so one again, you and, and your you know wisdom. How do you know that they've not taken it to Jesus? How do you know? You 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 have no idea who they've taken it to. They all, all we know is they've just not take brought it to you. That's all we know. But who's to say they've not taken it to Jesus? And who's to say that Jesus? is not revealing to them what they need to do. We don't know that. No idea. Some Something else, 
uh, and the, the reason I said that, you know, I, I chuckle sometimes is as as humans and as people, we often wait until we are in some crappy situations to take it to Jesus. OK, um, what did we take it to Jesus before we we uh, got married to this individual? I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying you didn't, but I'm just kind of throwing the question out there. Um, did we take it to Jesus after the first sign that we was having problems? I don't know. Did we take it to Jesus after the fifth time or the tenth time? Who knows? And if you didn't take it to Jesus in the beginning, I mean, why now? I mean, I know why, but it's 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 like it's hypocritical, right? We wait till we can't do nothing else, and then we take it to Jesus. So, and and don't don't get it twisted. He can, and if it is His will, He will redeem your relationship. But hey, you have that's your choice. That was your choice. And so I won't labor on that too much without because, you know, I'm not trying to preach about this. But the, the advice to take it to Jesus, it we already know it comes like the advices are loaded with assumptions. But that one right there assumes that you did not already like you're not in in in, in uh, communication with your creator. So that always um amuses me this idea of uh taking it to jesus uh last piece last piece i'll say um and this one's tough uh for a lot of people is that we give the advice not to cry girl don't cry you know or bro dude it's all right don't cry. And then we say don't cry and then we go back to some of these uh you can do better or you know don't cry um focus on the big picture. Right? We get we get fancy with it. We layer it. Um and again, the idea of not crying or grieving, you know, um when your life is falling apart I I don't know I don't know what to say to that. I have no idea. Um uh, my wife Herdine in her podcast Redefining Grief, she talks about this all the time. Grief is not just when someone's dying or when someone's dead. You will grieve. Well, let me take that back. You need to grieve your marriage. You must. There's no way to uh move beyond it um not necessarily get over it but move forward right without grieving your marriage and if you need to cry well damn it then just cry okay who am i who are we who are they to tell you that you cannot cry or don't cry when your whole world is falling apart it makes perfect sense that you would cry. I personally 
would question it if you did not cry. Now, even even if you uh, were miserable and you are now finally being set free, okay, I imagine you'd cry some happy tears. I don't know. But we tell people not to cry, not to grieve, don't be sad. Just shut up. Don't be sad. Don't let them see you cry. That's crazy. That's crazy. Years ago, when when Herdine and I, we were um, confronting this very, very topic, you know, we were like, I don't know. It looks like we might be. We might have had a good run, you know, like we might be ending, nearing the end of our run as husband and wife. I cried like a baby. A big, big old baby, right? Because the idea that some of the plans that we we made, the, the idea that, you know, being old and... and you know, in a rocking chair together, that that was not going to happen. That kind of stuff just hurts. And we wasn't like divorcing. We were like talking about it. Okay. So some people just don't understand. And and I know we say they have good intentions, but, you know, um, I heard someone say once, you know, the road to hell is lined with good intentions. Yeah, it is. Okay, so good intentions don't mean anything. All right? Uh, We just need to uh, sometimes just, again, just be quiet. Just stop. Just stop talking. Just be quiet. That's, That's often the best thing we can do. All right? So if if you are the person who's kind of, been dishing out some of this terrible advice to divorcees just stop we know you mean well we understand you mean well but don't okay and if you're not don't start do not start okay just just leave it be just leave it be perhaps the best thing you can do in some cases is just you know send them this but this 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 podcast how about that okay if you found value in this episode Share it with people. Share it with somebody who you know needs to hear this. And like I always say, we know people who need to hear this information. So do them a favor. Do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. And just share it with them. All right? After you've done that, come back. Holler at us in the Instagram, in the comments. Let us know if we missed something. Let us know if we, you know, went left when we should have gone right. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll recant it if we're wrong or we'll just let it ride. Who knows? And talk about it later. I don't know. Y'all know how we do here. Thank you, guys. Thank you for uh, checking us out on this episode. The series continues the entire month of March, Unsolicited Advice. We have a few other demographics, a few other groups of people that we're going to address um, and you just might be one of those people. You just might be. And so I encourage you to stick with us all month long and not to forget. All right. At the end of 
March. At the end of this month, join us for the Relationship Blueprint webinar that's happening. Um, I think that's going to be pretty dope. Uh, anytime we can hang and talk about relationships and dynamics of relationships, that stuff just excites me. So I appreciate you guys. I thank you for your support. Uh, nothing you do for me is is uh, too small, um, even if it is just sharing. All right. Take care of yourselves. I love you. And I will catch you on the next episode of Relationship Renegade. Bye for now.